Hello, everyone, and welcome to Driven for Purpose, a lifestyle podcast designed to bring you tips, tools, and resources to help you discover your purpose, reignite your passion, and fully step into your power. I'm your host, holistic health and mindfulness coach, Amanda Bickham. Thank you, and welcome to the show. Welcome everybody to another episode of Driven for Purpose. This is just the prelude for the episode I did with Anahata. It was a super amazing episode, really inspired conversation around embodying the wild man. We talked about some of our you know, society's conditionings for men and the challenges that it has created not only in our society in general, but also in our sexuality. We touched on a little bit of the Me Too movement and then of course everybody's favorite topic, really getting into how to make love and be an empowered wild man in the bedroom. I do want to just preface that this was done as a Facebook Live originally, and as many of you following me know, I am in India. There were a couple glitches in about the middle of the call, but the episode honestly had so much value and fire and power that I could not not turn it into a podcast episode. So just bear with me on that. This is part of the life, living as a nomad in these partly third world countries. We don't always have the best quality of equipment available. Thus, thank you so much for continuing to following me on this journey. And I hope you enjoy the show. All right, all right. We are back attempting to go live here in... India, which is a challenge in and of itself, but hopefully this will work. Those of you may be watching live here on the Facebook stream, or you may be watching on the podcast Driven for Purpose. So one of the reasons why I love the live streams is because it creates this opportunity for people to connect, for people to comment, for people to share what it is that's going on for them, what they feel, how they connect, how they resonate, how they don't resonate ideas, opinions, contrasts. So I'm really excited to be here today. And I will preface by saying I'm still getting over my mold sickness. So if I'm not as peppy as I usually am, that's why. But I'm really excited to bring this special guest on. And as I mentioned to you guys in the first time we tried to jump on is I was at a Tantra festival in Delhi just a couple weeks ago. And I had the beautiful privilege of connecting with Anahata. And not only did we have an amazing opportunity to connect as far as in the tantric space, but also truly what I loved about this man is hearing about his journey, where he's been, and how he's gotten to be where he is now, which he's an international tantra teacher and he works a lot with men and women, but specifically with men, he holds these amazing retreats. And so I wanted to be able to take our conversation and bring it live to you guys because Anahata has so much to offer. So Anahata, I'm going to give it to you. Why don't you just begin by telling the audience a little bit about yourself? So I'm very delighted to be invited on this call. And I really, really feel that uh, something special is going to manifest through this call. So to start this, I'm like a small town boy from India, raised up in a very small town, poor family. With a single mother. So the life was pressing me. 
and my mother was uneducated, so she had nothing to teach me. She left me like raw and wild. So the first thing that I want to share is that life was my teacher. I was playing with mud and clay until I was 22 years. I had no television at home. I didn't even watch television. So I used to think these are all like a minus point in my life when I was trying to get conversation with school with some buddies. They would just push me down immediately because I had no knowledge, nothing to contribute in those conversations. And this was a very sad point to be excluded from the tribe. So that isolation actually brought me into deep, deep spaces inside of me, that painful spaces that I'm lonely and isolated. I don't know how to connect. I don't know how to start a conversation. And it's quite bizarre that the existence has given me voice and energy to share and co-create. But there was no way I could come into a conversation. So that pain and suffering brought me to go into the community at Osho International Foundation. And first one year was very rough. Again, trying in again every time to go into a conversation and then pull back. And a lot of pain. Then going into meditation and processing those meditation, dancing, kicking the <laughs> bins bag and pillows and all of the things. What is wrong with me? How can I not be a normal guy? So those are the moments that actually brought some crystallization inside of me. And from that space, I know how to now hold space for men because I know how they're going to argue, how they're going to immediately challenge what I'm saying. And that painful <laughs> moment became my biggest resource right now when I'm teaching. So when sometimes mm. like a, a man comes who's stuck in a boy psychology, try to challenge authority, so that's the one number one typical man comes in the workshop sometimes and say, yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? Now that painful memories are my resources to lovingly understand what he's actually experiencing right now. And then mm -hmm. to lift him, lift him from underneath lovingly. So this is the small story that I wanted to share about my journey, how I start teaching man's work. And that's it, yeah. That's so beautiful. I love stories and you're such a good storyteller. And I think that everyone here can relate to that, right? Can in some way, shape or form, really wanting to connect, really desperately wanting to connect. And for whatever reason, it's just not happening. I mean, I remember even at the Tantra Festival, many, the woman, she came up and she shared, she was like, look, I just kept trying to connect. I would go sit over here to try to conversate and then they would walk away and leave or I would start a conversation over here and then it just nothing was happening and she just shared that she had to go within which is exactly what it sounded like for you is like mm -hmm. look this darkness forced me to go within and in that internal situation it allowed me to find a new light to which I could bring new tools to help others in this path as mm -hmm. well yeah so powerful so Anahata, there's been a lot, a big part of your journey. You know, you were at the Osho community and for eight years and there was a lot that kind of came up for you. Do you want to share a little bit some of what, you know, your experience was in this community and how you began to tap deeper into yourself, first of all, and then your ability to connect with others and kind of just take us on a little bit of a journey of how it's brought you into where you are today. I mean, such a big contrast from where you were to where you are. So if you want to Take us on a journey with another one of your stories. That'd be amazing. So the most amazing contradiction of the life of a man is actually the man has this strongest, powerful body and full of testosterone, which basically manifests itself through competition and sexual drive. 
and pursuit for sexual pleasure. And when I was on that high, my hormone wanted to push me towards women, like go there and mate and do this again. But being born in India, where men and women so apart from each other, that mm. was a painful moment that my whole biology is urging me to touch a woman's body. At the same mm. time, I have to wait till I become 26 years old and capable of having a nice earning, decent earning. Then I will be allowed to go and marry somebody and then I will be able to touch. I didn't want to wait that long. So I just bypassed that whole stream that society was giving to me. I just jumped into something different. And then I went into the meditation. I thought like, how can I calm down this testosterone? That's, that's push, which basically either going to make me go into prison, which basically many men in India go because they have this powerful energy which wants to really love and touch and give and receive pleasure. But because it's not allowed, that becomes a violent act. Because mm. they said, I have very small moment to do that. So whatever first moment is most possible where I can get it, I will go for it. So they don't have any consent then. So that was the situation. So to avoid the situation, I said I need to go dive into meditation. So I came into Osho International Meditation Resort where basically the body is accepted as a meditation tool. When you go into Vipassana and other retreat, where body is actually need to be sit aside as a still and the mind is running very fast. I didn't want to do that. So I went into the space where I can use the body and mind system together to go into meditation. So I spent mm. first two years trying to connect with people, feeling frustrated and going into doing some physical cathartic meditations like chakra breathing and dynamic meditation, shaking, all these things. So the plus point was that I was 86 kilogram when I went in, into them. And within two years, I lost like 10 kilogram weight. I started loving myself more. So mm -hmm. that was like the first thing that I started loving myself because I'm going into meditation. And mm. then small moments of, I still remember this. I wanted to share that I was sitting at a place and the first time my eyes were almost closed and this woman came to me and said, can I hug you? I could not believe wow. that moment. Wow. And I am not asking for anything from existence. I'm simply relaxing here. And suddenly a woman coming and saying, I feel your energy so inviting that can I hug you? And that mm. moment I still remember. So that was a highlight. I feel like when I am really into myself, completely centered and grounded, existence will provide me what is needed. And that mm. gave me a lot of trust. And I still trust that when I am connected, centered and grounded, so then everything will be done. So all my work is actually to ground, center myself into my own being, and that's it. Swami, I think that that is absolutely so true. And I love that, again, you share that story of the woman coming to you. I think so often we're programmed in our society, right, to go out and get it, especially in the West. And mm. the truth is I've sat in, you know, hosting these men's circles. Some of the men have shared with me that they feel as though they really want something and then but yet for some reason again it's not happening they're like wanting to go dance with that woman or wanting to have love or whatever it is what i can't stress enough is that if you're seeking something outside yourself to fulfill you that energy of not enough and that energy for wanting to grasp 
is being felt. Mm. It's being felt by mm. people around you. And nobody's going to feel safe if you're projecting, whether it's mm. your happiness or your pleasure or whatever it is, onto that thing or that experience. And whether or not we're aware of it, we are energetic beings. We feel mm. people all the time. And mm. so sharing that story about how I had to go within, I had to cultivate my own energy, my own sense of grounding. And then through my energy of being present and being fully in my power, people started coming to me and I started having the experiences that I was craving all along, but it wasn't forced, which is what yeah. I feel like a lot of times that we're trying to help men with now today. It's like, you have so much energy, you have so much power, you have so much fire, but to force it in any way, shape or form is not only destructive to you and to the person or the object of your desire, but can also really create disharmony and the energies between whether it's male and female or masculine and feminine or, or anyone in our sphere as well. That's actually exactly bring us to our subject, like how I can be completely alive, active, wild, ferocious, and full of sexual energy and still very much centered with myself. My eyes mm -hmm. are saying that I mean business. When I come to you and look into your eyes, I'm really going to turn you on. But mm -hmm. I will wait till you get turned on. And I'll wait that you invite me into yourself. Then I will show you how to make love. And through making love, we can reach to God, divine together. So that's a whole journey for a masculine. It actually so distorted in many ways that one thing is that most of the men have a choice. One, to cultivate presence, silence and centering inside without diminishing the testosterone and power and the wildness. The second way when they can't do that, what they do is they diminish the power, wildness and erotic charge. So then they become a mediocre, smart boy, gentleman. And from that space, they get the goodies in a slimy way from under the mm. carpet. They get what they want because they know some techniques and they might be a pickup artist or whatever. But deep down, it's not, yeah, it's not nourishing something. So the whole art is actually how not to give up your power and your wildness and your erotic charge and at the same time taking responsibility for cultivating presence. Like you can see the bull. When he's outside, he means business. Like, fuck, eyes and everything is powerful. Nobody can mess around it. But he's so calm. He only gets charged when he's getting turned on. So riding the bull of testosterone requires a lot of presence and stillness inside. So the whole art of wild man in the bedroom is about two-way approach. One is... You cultivate your own stillness, calmness inside, and that calmness feed your wildness. It sounds contradictory, but without this, one or another will be unfulfilled. A man who is completely wild and animalistic, has no stillness and no presence, no woman wants to be close to that man. At the it same time, unsafe. a man... Unsafe. And a man who doesn't have any energy to give, He's not really directed, clear, slimy, manipulative. It doesn't work either. So the time has gone that this macho man has already gone out of the system. Good boy is not serving anymore. So this is the time when we can just sit together and decide, is it really possible to merge the wildness 
the animal instinct which is inside, which is my gift. At the same time, can I take and go beyond biology and take something from the sky, that awareness, consciousness, Shiva energy, and bring these both together somewhere in the middle of the heart? So that's all uh, is needed. Honestly, you know, Anahata, what I hear from you is, again, it's, we've been talking about this a lot. It's in the collective consciousness. It's becoming more and more talked about. But the merging of the masculine and feminine for mm. so long, we've idolized the macho man because we've denied men their ability to feel with their connections. But the truth is, mm. men, you cannot connect to a woman who is all about feeling and all about emotions. If you cannot connect to your own internal feeling, because then you're not going to be able to understand how to read the situation, how to read her mm -hmm. body, how to read if she's into you or if she's not into you, because you'll be so overpowered with your own drive and your own needs and your own masculine energy that's not tamed. It's like a wild bull that's not tamed instead mm -hmm. of one that's in his element. Like if you try to bring a wild bull into a pen, it's going to be crazy allow yeah. it to be into its own energy and its own element, then it's in its full power. And something that you said that really resonated to me, I just released a podcast on how to make love to a woman and be the best lover she's ever had. And mm. what you said, it just completes the beginning of what I said. When you want to make love to a woman, it begins with your eye contact. It begins before you ever even actually are in a room or touch her or even have a first few words. I love that you talked about it starts with the eyes. And I'm curious if you want to dive a little bit deeper into that as a man, kind of how we can give some more tools for those of us who are listening from your perspective. So it all goes like eyes are one of the unique signature of every being. This is actually you cannot fake it. That's why when you don't want to show your emotion, everything you wear sunglasses. Just to pretend that nobody is going to watch your emotions because eyes are your blueprint of your soul, your psyche, and your emotions. So when you show and look into the eyes, you allow the person to look deeply inside of your being. And from that space, if a yes arises, it's a deep yes. You can play many tricks by touching hands and going different things. You know, the erosionist zone, if I look at I caress a woman's hair and ears, those are going to be turned on. Of course, you can turn on her body, but her heart, her energy, her being is going to be waiting for being invited. But if you make an eye contact and make it very clear, I want to really, really connect to you, to your being, to mm -hmm. the deepest mm -hmm. part of your being, then body is included. Body is actually the home for the being. So if I want to connect to you, to your being, for sure, I'm going to start from the body and go deeply and dive inside of you and allow you to dive inside of me. So mm -hmm. the fear is that actually I haven't worked out my own inside. Therefore, I'm not confident to show you the complete. I'm not going to open my whole house for you. I'm going to open a small window. And from that yeah. small window, how much pleasure, how much joy, how much ecstasy can we just take an imagination like you invite a guest and say, okay, you just sit on this sofa and we're going to talk only from here. And next, take an example of another one that you invite a person, show the whole house, whole room, bedroom, everything, and then sit and have a cup of tea. That cup of tea will taste totally different. So that's eye contact is actually when you invite a person to look deeply into your eyes, you are showing that I want to be vulnerable. 
I want to be honest. I want to be clear to you. I don't want to play games. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is like. Mm-hmm. And for any of the women who are watching this, I'm sure that every single one of them will say yes to this because it's true. And, you know, I think something that is really important, and I talk a lot about the Me Too movement and the We Too movement, and we're not clear. What's happening, I feel, with this uncertainty is, number one, we're moving from our hormones instead of our heart space. We're not as connected to ourselves as a whole being. And our hormones are powerful. They're beautiful. They're amazing. They're not to be disregarded. Like you said, Anahata, like use the testosterone. It's a fabulous tool and women love it when it's appropriate. And we don't teach our men or our women how to make love. It's not something that we teach. We don't teach people how to connect to these energies and how to really begin to tap into and discern like what's hormone and what's truth, and what's a part of me, and what's being pressured from society. Because a lot of the ways that we teach people to connect are through movies, and through porn, or through these external sources that aren't necessarily connected to their own internal guidance system. And I think how many people, and I can say this for my beginning of my whole sexual beginning of my life, was it was closed eyes, you know, like, <laughs> you're making love and it's like closed eyes. It's like, oh my God, they're looking at me. What's going on? It's like, whoa, that just shows if you're not able to be fully present with someone, if you're not able to be fully there, you're not a hundred percent. Yes. You're not a hundred percent present and wanting to be there. And it's really important that every single individual, whether male or female is learning to say, is this yes or no? Is this true for me? Because if it's not, then I need to take responsibility and set my boundaries. And maybe I'm just allowing this idea of pleasure catch me up in some story. And I think even a lot of rapes and unfortunate situations, I believe that oftentimes the person isn't clear in and of themselves. And then they start drinking and then they lose their inhibitions. And then all of a sudden they're in a situation that they didn't want to be in and maybe they are blacked out and there's no fault other than our own, it's up to us, the individual, to really connect to ourselves and really be sure, is this true, is this me, or is this not? I think there are no easy solutions, it's a journey in that sense. And man is a complete open adventure. So according to me, the boy needs a complete different understanding from the very beginning. So if you take an example of these days, how the boys are growing up in the family, because what behavior seeing in men, it's not only just coming out of the blue, it's getting cultivated, it's being fed by slow, slow, slow processes, so that most of the men are very helpless. They don't even know what it is to be actually a man. What is my responsibility? What is my space in the society? So we need to take it what's happening to a small baby boy and then a teenage boy and a young man. Mm-hmm. And then we can understand the whole story. Then maybe many of the women who were into Me Too movement and they got this feeling, they can understand why this man was behaving this way. So yeah. let's take an example in the beginning that when a boy is going to kindergarten, the first thing is that these days, most of the boys are raised by single mother. They are single mother. So then there is a no male presence there. And this woman often is actually have some kind of repressed emotion towards the man who left her, who betrayed her and do the things. Now this boy is sensing those energy from the mother, that hatred towards man, that betrayal, that wounding. And this feeling is coming to him that men are bad. Mm -hmm. Men are betrayer. 
they are violent. This energy without even see saying, but when she feels it, this boy, baby boy is feeling that. So that's the first impression may come these days quite generally and often. When this boy goes to the kindergarten, now guess what? He finds a female teacher there. She is there. Now the idea of this female teacher to behave or be nice, what it would be? A boy full of nine times more testosterone than girl, he's trying to tussle and wrestle with other boys. Now this woman doesn't understand that part and she said, behave, keep quiet, sit down, share your meal with your buddy. Now testosterone is all about territory, competition. Now this boy from the very beginning is emasculated by this teacher. Now if he has to gain some recognition from this teacher, he has to actually stop his masculinity from there and hate those charge which is coming trying to fight because this teacher is saying, no, 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 love is the beautiful thing. Don't fight, share your meal. Don't fight, don't push each other. So slowly, slowly, this boy starts feeling that being a man is not a good thing. Being competitive is not a good thing. But existence and nature doesn't care about it. It's fueling that. So that's how it grows a conflicting messages about his masculinity. Nobody's actually giving a container for this boy to say, you are okay when you tussle, tumble, move down and roll over, don't share your meal, that's all perfectly fine. Nobody would say that, especially in the Christianity, serve others, that's the thing. So if a boy from the very beginning is trying to fight and snatch the meal of other boys, it's considered to be non-Christian. So then that's really create a question mark to the mother's psyche. So she tried to make him a little bit like a, behave like a good girl. And the body is saying, I'm a man. There is a penis which is actually get erected, which is trying to penetrate through the energy. So that's the psyche a man grows. When it grows bigger and the young man, and now he's completely confused because when he sees a woman is sitting, laying on the beach, his body wants to go and connect and talk to this woman. But then all the voices that you need to be behave like that, like this. So he's trying to behave like a woman or a good girl. Then he goes to this woman, hi, the weather is nice. What are you doing? You know, the beach is so amazing. Those conversations and woman knows it. It's all fake. All he wants is he wants to penetrate me. So there has to be a recognition inside of that energy that I am right now wanting to meet you physically. And what is wrong by having this desire? Why men feel yeah. ashamed of it? That's the one thing that I want to question around everywhere because there's a grandma telling to daughter, the man has only one brain, the brain below the belt. The man wants only one thing. When these kind of messages are given to mm -hmm. girls or women, then man knows it. That only thing I have to hide is, is my sexual energy. And then I can get what he wants. So then this is really a wrong way of starting a conversation or starting a sexual connection with somebody. So what I really like to invite man is to, first thing, you are sexually alive. <laughs> Feel grateful that existence wants to manifest something through you. Mm -hmm. It has given you a privilege. That's number one thing. Whenever there's a sexual drive and sexual pursuit towards some woman, don't think about that I'm objectifying that woman. I'm trying to see the woman. Existence has its own language and the language is visual. So when we see a woman nicely thrived, nicely shaped or whatever, it triggers that same kind of thing. And nothing is bad about it. This is how it's now. How are you going to move yeah. from that desire and communicate that 
very clearly, very honestly, it all depends yes. how much emotional work you have done in your body. Otherwise, you get trembled when you go and want to be real. But the moment you look at woman's eyes and you said, I want to really. So how do we start that conversation in a real authentic way? Jeremy, it looks very simple. But for men, actually, this is the most dangerous and challenging time when he wants to be real. But his whole yeah. body and psyche is shaking. So I usually invite so many time for men to come together and start working on that emotional vibrations in the body. So when some man enters in the room full of men, what's happening to your body? How are you feeling? And the more a man starts feeling inside this vibration, turmoil, emotions, the more confidence he gets that I'm okay. I'm okay. The drum is beating inside of me, but I can enjoy listening to the drum beat, the heartbeat inside of me. The more he starts relaxing with his feeling, the more empowered he becomes. And when he starts becoming relaxed with the feeling, woman can feel a man's eyes that he's so relaxed with his feeling. And that's the language woman knows, language of feeling. A man can feel whatever needs to feel, then she feels safe that he will allow me to also feel what I want to feel. And so this goes on and so forth. So it's an amazing journey for men to really slowly, slowly start dancing between that masculine and feminine. Feeling and acting. Feeling mm -hmm. and acting. Mm -hmm. Feeling and acting. That's all an amazing journey. Otherwise, do you know, Amanda, life is boring in that sense. If I don't create my inner laboratory and start enjoying those experiments, life is going to be all about power, sex and money. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. the invitation for the wild man that come and start feeling yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I know so many men who have gotten, like you said, you know, money, sex, power, but they feel very empty on the inside. Mm -hmm. And it's because of exactly what you said. We teach our boys how to become men. And we often do so in a way that is denying them their full potential <sighs> and denying them their ability to fully love themselves, to fully accept all parts of themselves. And then we wonder why we have these situations happening. And I think it's so incredibly important to really bring awareness to all sides of ourselves. And like mm. you said, really connect to all sides of ourselves and really take responsibility as parents, as mothers who raise our children. And also as women, just understanding that we are very different, that we are programmed different. And I did a Facebook Live the other day where I said, if we could just start being honest and transparent, like, look, if you want to sleep with me, if you're interested in me, then please, like, be honest. Let's just start to be honest. What if more and more people were like, hey, like, you know, I'd like to get to know you. And I'll be honest, I am attracted to you. Then I can sit in with myself and be like, okay, like, how do I feel about that? Let me feel into that. Okay, I'm interested in getting to know you, but I'm not attracted to you. So if that's where you want to stay, then great. If not, then we can just create so much more open and honest, transparent communication. And I feel like that's the biggest thing that's missing between our own self as you began with your story. It's like, let's start here. Let's be open and honest. What parts of myself am I denying? What parts of myself am I repressing? What parts of myself have I not yet connected to? And this is for men and women. And then from that place, we can feel authentic. We can feel strong. We can feel heard. And we can come to each other, not denying aspects of ourselves because Women have been repressed sexually as well. We've been taught that if we want to 
and activate our sexuality than we're sluts or we're promiscuous or whatever. And I think it's a huge, this Me Too movement, everything else that's been happening, it's coming to a place because it's time to invoke more authentic, transparent connection, more sacredness, more understanding of the value of what is lovemaking really and how can it really empower all of us in this place. Do you know that I feel so sad sometimes when I do some sessions with couples or with single men and maybe women, how limited our experiences are in terms of pleasure and lovemaking, how limited. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of talks, a lot of books, everything is available there, but it's creating more and more confusion because when we go deeper inside and trying to meet, I often see it this way that one way is actually, if I connect with a woman, I like that woman, I'm attracted to her, what she needs to share, first question I need to ask, what it is that attracting in her? Like what exactly I want to receive from her? Without receiving something, I wouldn't be attracted. Or maybe what I can share with her. So the first thing, let's take an example, I'm meeting somebody in a party or ecstatic dance or yoga workshop or country workshop, we are attracted. Now, the meeting is happening between these two bodies that are thriving and vibrating in a frequency which is basically very juicy and nice. They want to come and meet together. But there are certain fears. How long? Is it going to be worth going so deeply connected to each other? Am I going to allow? The woman has a feeling that his body part is going to come and enter inside my body. Is it worth? So she needs time to sense those things. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes I talk to men and say, can you imagine if I try to put this inside your anus, how is going to feel? This is exactly what woman feels when you go with your sexual energy. If I ask you to turn back and I want to put something in your ass, what actually you would need to make sure that you will allow me to let me have that inside of your ass? It's trust. You trust that I know how to do it. The second, you need to relax your ass. Relax, otherwise it will be painful. <laughs> Woman needs these two qualities. She needs to trust and she needs to relax with you. And for that, she needs to spend time with you. It's not that she is like a, trying to play games. She wants to sense something is going to enter my body. So I want to see that yep. you knows I trust you and then I can be relaxed with you. Otherwise, what happens if you don't give? That's why foreplay is not a duty. You are not offering something to a woman. Foreplay, you are doing a service to yourself. Because the moment you give these gifts of relaxation and trust, she opens her gate. Because the yonis has many, many gates inside. So she can allow you to make love from the first gate and nothing will come. She will not transmit her juices in that lovemaking. Because she doesn't trust, she's not relaxed right now. She's just going for some kind of excitement. And this kind of lovemaking will never nourish the man. Next day, he's again hungry. Again, going for the same adventure. So what I say is that foreplay, you're doing a service to you. The moment the woman is relaxed and trusting you, she opens her golden gate. And then you can, when you penetrate and you go deeply inside of her, this is for the first time you feel, aha. And that kind of lovemaking, when you go so deeply inside, she trusting you and you can rest there in that moment. There's a connection between her juices and your juices. And that moment, your lingam becomes feminine and start receiving. So that's what the art of masculine and feminine, 
When she start pouring her juices in your penis or lingam, it start become receptive and start receiving that. And then you are also penetrating and she is receiving that. The moment the circle happens, the man, after this lovemaking, for a month, don't even have to think about sexuality. He can use mm. all his energy for creativity. He can create paradise mm. with that energy. That energy mm. can be used to create magnificence in his life, in his family. That kind of lovemaking. So to reach to that point, we need to negotiate with each other. So what woman wants and what man wants. So that's the dialogue never happens. It's the fast food world where basically we are just connecting without having any energetic negotiation. And we are jumping, huffing and puffing and feeling starved and undernourished all the time, no matter. And slowly, slowly, men are losing interest in women because it doesn't nourish us then. And women are losing interest in men. And this would be the biggest calamity on the planet when man and woman are no more interested in each other. Mm -hmm. So that's why the most important thing is that if we can start sharing the right love language, right body language, right information, then basically, can you imagine, I can always tell a man, you wake up six o'clock in the morning, make love with your woman passionately, amazingly, and juicily for two hours, and then go to office. Ooh. Go to office. <laughs> you have the best is, day ever. <laughs> is, if traffic jam is going to bother you, or somebody's telling you, nagging you is going to, you are already on high. So why don't we make our laundry list upside down rather than making love at night when you have such a little energy? Make love the first thing, yep. and then start your day. I love it. I love it. We have a question from one of the audience members. Everybody's loving it. They're giving us a lot of comments and loves mm -hmm. and likes. Natalia says, how do we nurture that deep energy? So it's a very individual question because energies are given to us. But when it comes into our body, it becomes very individual. So every day is going to be different. So then, for example, you wake up, you have given a bucket of energy by sun, by the moon, by the stars. Now, we all need to cultivate intelligence and wisdom inside of us. How do I use that bucket of energy? So someday you might want to go for a jogging and that's the best way to do it. Someday you just want to sit and have a cup of tea. One day you want to make love. Another day you want to sleep till late morning, nine o'clock. Every day is going to be different. And that's why the rules are given for the stupid people and the wise people sense every single moment and trust that whatever decision I'm going to take is going to be in alignment with my energy. You know, the frustration comes at the end of the day when you haven't used your bucket of energy in a right way. So when you don't use it, next day learn from the day. Where did I spend too much time talking or unnecessarily having a conversation or drinking too much coffee? Whatever it is, mm -hmm. no rules implied, but creating wisdom every time. So maybe after four or five years of doing this, one day you are so absolutely clear that I am aligned yep. and I'm going to use my energy in a harmonious way. Mm, so good. Yeah. I love that you say that. I was just reading one of Osho's books on Tantra and he was talking about how yoga, people oftentimes need these structures like yoga mm -hmm. and meditation and whatever in order to understand and clear away the bullshit. And then eventually after practicing so long, you begin to know your inner truth and your inner alignment. And that's when yeah. Tantra comes into play because you are so grounded in the self because you've kind of allowed all of the other stuff to dissipate. Dissipate, exactly. Um, 
And Natalia says one more thing. She says, now how do we cultivate the deeper love making between partners? It's again, like first thing is to find a lover. Find a lover with whom your electromagnetic function by itself. As if like when two electromagnetics are automatically talking to each other, you don't have to do much. But when this is not Mm -hmm. happening, then you need to do a lot of things. So find a person with whom your whole body already wants to really charge and get activated. That's one thing. For sure, it's not going to last forever, but starting that point is amazing. Because you can have an electric fan, but there's no electricity inside, nothing is going to run. So that first thing is actually find a partner. And women are very intuitive in that sense. Use your sense of smell, hearing the sound of the voice of a man, and feeling how he's walking. Take time before you go and jump into it. Once you find that partner, then slowly and slowly take quality time because you are entering into the sacred temple. Whenever a man and woman are meeting, they are actually in the most deepest communion possible on the earth. So when we take lovemaking from that space, you will create an amazing bedroom for that. You will have a nice bedsheet, flowers, candles, everything, because that's the most precious thing. So when you start having a nice partner, having a nice ambience, and then you start going into it, half of the things are already done because you are tuned into the existence. Now existence says you both are ready, and you're going to create something magnificent with this lovemaking. Mm. Then it starts following the wisdom. Then your body will move into the vibration, which is basically aligned to create something of a highest good. And then when you make love this way, that's what the tantric lovemaking is all about. It's not about technique. It's about aligning yourself to that mysterious feminine, which is always there. She wants to actually dance over you as if when you're ready. So that's all is needed. But then when we can't do that, then we need to purge some emotion, past life experiences, trauma and healing. So the lovemaking will show you where you need healing. And then it's up to us to go into healing, heal and come back to the partner. And that's how the tantric journey goes on. Lovemaking always shows where I'm not in my full potential, where I'm not fulfilling my full orgasmic potential. And that's the journey to make love to a man or woman. Mm, mm. Anahata, it's so good to have this conversation with you live yes. online. There's so much love from the audience and I could seriously sit and, and listen to you all day. You have so mm. much wisdom and this man knows, you guys. There was a bunch of people at this festival and I feel so grateful that I got to connect with you and we would have tea till like two or three in the morning talking <laughs> yeah. about this type of thing. So it's really, remember- really powerful. <laughs> I remember we did chakra breathing meditation and it was so powerful for me. You were just standing next to me and they asked to choose a partner and you were just next to me and I just said, would you like to be my partner for this meditation? And it was like mind-blowing, amazing meditation. So I knew that your vibrations are so alive and what woman needs, it's actually thriving in your body. It's amazing. So that's why I'm actually guided by this conversation every time when I meet you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been so powerful. And I feel like there can be definitely more because there's so much that we can dive into and you have so much Mm. wisdom and so much knowledge. And thank you. Thank you so Mm. much for being here. We have so much love from the audience. Everybody's saying you guys are incredible and this is beautiful and they're just loving it. So Mm. 
Swami, where can people find you? Until obviously we can talk about having another one of these for those of you who are interested. But I know that you teach all over the world. You're in India now, but you live in Greece. And he has an amazing tantric partner who they teach both men and women and couples. So what do you have going on in the next 2019? So the best way to find me, like my website or the Facebook, like Swami Anahata. And the website is Tantra Earth, tantraearth.com. And I want to talk about like, because my mission on the planet right now is actually to awaken the masculine energy. Because man has gone hunting or fighting a battle and has never returned back home. And now women are running the show at home, feeling exhausted and lonely. Mm -hmm. So man has to come mm -hmm. back. And to do that, I have created a training, which is four part training. It's called Awaken Masculinity Training. It's designed for man. It has four modules which is like a step-by-step -step journey where man comes together and embrace what it is to be a man. So first module is all about sexual mastery, how you can reclaim your space in the bedroom and guide woman to the ultimate peak of her orgasmic potential. Once the man takes his space in the bedroom and he's awakened and alive while making love, the second stage is discovering his soul calling. Why is he on this planet in the human body? Because without discovering your purpose, there is no grounding for man. He's a driftwood moving around by the matrix of the world or banking system or whatever. But once he knows his sole purpose, he's guided by that energy. Then the third module is all about becoming the master creator. Create a magnificent life for you, for the people who you love and for the whole planet. And finally, the fourth module is about awaken men, how you can be enlightened. And it sounds very like a Enlightenment is something somewhere far away, like it's here now. And we can just embody that when we have clarity that I am worthy enough to be connected with that energy. So these are the four modules and this training happens in Europe. So you, they can check out on the website. And I do some couples work and many more things. So website will show other things. But most passionately, I really like to share what you actually have invited me. So I'm enjoying this conversation. Well, hopefully we can. I'm enjoying it too. So hopefully yeah. we can have another one now that we're all Facebook geared up and ready to go. Anahata, it's been a pleasure. It's been absolutely amazing and I would love it. And I'm sure everybody else would love it if once we get off, you just drop your, your link to your website for easy access mm -hmm. for people to mm -hmm. connect with you. Of course, you guys connect with him on Facebook, Adam as a friend. This man has so much wisdom, as you can see. And yeah, I'll let you get to the rest of your afternoon. I know I have some meetings to go to as well, but let's be in contact about let's another one because this was absolutely divine. Amanda, it's so amazing to just be having this space to share. Thank you. Thank you, Anahata. Yes. Bye, you guys. Thank you all Bye. so much for joining. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode on Driven for Purpose. I cannot tell you how much your support means. If you found this content helpful in any way, shape, or form, I would love it if you share this with your friends and family. If you haven't yet already done so, please go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your reviews help us rank higher, which means more people can get inspired by this content. And together, we can support one another to continue on our journey towards our highest and best selves. I'll catch you next week.